0: hi i got a tape i want to play just what do you think you're doing today your move creep take me to the volcano so why don't you make like a tree
1: and get out of here come with me if you want to live this
0: town needs an enema.
1: i just said i need a back of yes that's a human ear all right i got a bad feeling about this
0: So it's come to this. It's come to this. That was a ah. That was uh different than you had me expecting. Oh yeah. Well, Charlie <laughs> now has so much power over me <laughs> with this unspoken threat of doing voices oh it's a spoken threat it I is speak he actually threat. he actually threatened i literally doing said voices. Oh,
1: what voice am i gonna do this time and yeah. i could tell you just casually cring- to just himself just cringing <laughs> uh yeah we like know better. We he's know better. saying
0: it to joke and to get a rise yes i'm on to it
1: well hopefully i got <laughs> a bit of a rise out of you but it has come to this i'm it charlie to this. i'm eric we are a movie podcast. and uh, We do voices sometimes. We do
0: really good voices. You do guys. good voices. You I'm know, more of a sound effects man myself. You <laughs> yeah, know? He's I'm like the, the Michael, Michael Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the rich little. We only have one reference. Little and Winslow. <laughs> Those are the two people we know that do that specific thing. I'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one guy I know as a sound effects reference. The one uh, impressionist. That I know. If we
1: get a third guy, they'll have to be able to do like, uh... oh God, now I'm going to forget the guy, the don't oh, yeah. worry, be happy guy. <laughs> Bobby McFerrin. We're going to have to get a guy who can do a McFerrin, like, yeah, doo-wop, uh, <laughs> one-man show. But uh, no, this we is just a, reg- of... just a regular movie podcast, folks. Just a we... regular
0: old two guys talking. I'm Charlie. That's Eric. We kind of just, at the last minute, decided to record this one.
1: Yeah. We, yeah, we, we talked for like point.
0: a half an hour. That doesn't usually happen. Usually we have it kind of mapped out which movies we're going to talk about. But we've had so many recently that we want to talk about mm-hmm. that we're like, oh, which one to put. But they're all kind of right about at the same level of interest from us.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. we
0: can't break one from the pack. So we had this like six different movies we were, we were trying to figure out which one to do.
1: Well, we're thinking about the Oscars that just happened. And like, oh, do we do a, a recap? That's not really our format. And I didn't really want to look up, like, who won costumes. And yeah, I didn't want to argue
0: about that kind of thing. So, uh,
1: So we're going to talk about the biggest snub of the Oscars. I I, okay. I don't know how we kind of landed on that, but yeah, uh, we, we
0: weren't d- planned on on doing this uh, movie. Yeah, I don't think we'd talked about it before it, today. It did not come up until. But yeah, we were gonna like do like, like not necessarily Oscars, but we were gonna do movies from the Oscars right. that wouldn't have gotten their own full episode. Right. But then we didn't really want to talk about. I didn't want to talk about Joker. Yeah. Or that garbage Jojo Rabbit or. Right. Or dad's favorite movie, Ford versus Ferrari. Like, what do I really (laughs) have? Or grandpa's favorite movie, 1917. Yeah. (laughs) Had really something for all the members of the family. Yeah. That Uh, were not. So we decided on The Irishman, which, again, we didn't even bring up as a possibility until like a half hour ago. Right. Was not on the agenda. Like, yeah, we were thinking of
1: anything but. And then it was like, yeah, we'll talk about The Irishman. Yeah, I want to talk about The Irishman.
0: Because uh, we haven't talked about Scorsese movies before. No.
1: I don't think at all. But I... I, I loved this one. Big fan. Big fan. I'm, I'm big a big
0: fan of Scorsese big, in big, general.
1: As a white man, it may surprise you. Yeah, I like Scorsese
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but Yeah. But I like them all. I, what, not... What's your favorite? Raging Bull. Okay.
1: Raging Bull is the movie that... Uh, for me, was like, oh, it's not just gangster movies, mm-hmm.
0: and so it wasn't the first Scorsese movie
1: you saw. He no, was a guy and you I were love, familiar with. I love Goodfellas. I'll watch that, you know, ten times a year if yeah. they let me. Huh. I like Casino. Uh, you know, I like Mean Streets, Taxi Drivers, an all-time classic. What was
0: your uh, What was your intro to him? Like, what was the first? it oh, It's Got to be Goodfellas. Yeah, I
1: feel like Goodfellas was one that the you color of see, money see oh. on TNT. <laughs> Oh really? Uh, that Mr. Show sketch like was it? That was it? Like <laughs> yeah. the Mr. So that was real. Uh, yeah, kind
0: of like you mother, the, uh, father, Chinese. <laughs> like, oh, it's totally that. Oh man, uh, it's I, totally that. I do remember the glory. That's a lost thing. For <laughs> it kids, totally is. Honestly, is that's mo- is dubbed First swears of out episode. of out of uh, heavy swear movies. You,
1: remember the the all time classic for me is the dubbing of Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, and John Goodman going. This is what happens when you meet a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> yeah. Just good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, probably Goodfellas. And then uh, watching Taxi Driver. Yeah. You know, when, like, after you've seen Pulp Fiction, you're like, oh, man, let's watch other, like, mentally deranged things. Yeah.
0: Taxi Driver, I I want to say, was my uh, touchstone. But, yeah. Uh, that was yeah. the one I heard about in high school that I sought out and uh, watched several times you know the first first movie that really ooh that's this is really saying something but to this I, 15 16 year old i remember uh whenever it came out the aviator was like i love interesting the choice aviator. really loved it You're honestly into that. really loved you it you liked, like the rocketeer right true you had into a lot that. to do with it well yeah, i like you, you dig that vibe
1: you know i like the uh I like the historical kind of aspect of that, of the, the life story. Like, I love uh, There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Because I love the life story of following a character mm. to their ultimate downfall or their ultimate, you know, end. Sure. So, I love The Aviator in that respect. Okay. And And, uh, you know, I've, I I like I like him. Yeah. Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore is a great sure.
0: 70s movie. Sure. Uh, Raging Bull though is Raging Bull was your favorite. Huge. So I um yeah. So I had two. So Taxi it. Driver was like my big intro. That's the mm-hmm. one that I first saw the most. Um and then of course Goodfellas, uh I watched at uh college buddy's house out in like the boonies of sebastopol sure when i tried weed for the first time <laughs> and i'm out in this rustic yeah. house we're just eating pop tarts and like freezer burned rocky road ice cream from good an off brand it's times. just like this is the best watch good and you're watching
1: goodfellas and it's like fun as hell yeah
0: we watched like goodfellas this first time i ever seen it and then we played like burnout three on PlayStation for, like, three hours, and it's like, man, this is great. <laughs> These are truly the salad days, gentlemen. That, <laughs> that would be our version of Call Me By Your
1: Name. <laughs> yeah. Like, just watching us live that life for a <laughs> just summer. being
0: baked out in the woods and playing video games Dude, while watching I, movies. I had
1: that friend who, like, lived kind of just off the... You know, beaten path and he had like an old water tower basically converted into his bedroom oh, and we man. just had this like nest sanctuary <laughs> you know it's like man just film that anyways I had but the... that's probably where i saw goodfellas you know like on a yeah. vhs
0: i had this buddy who had uh at the friend's house he had night. a tree house from when he was a kid but his parents had spoiled him so it was a big tree house <laughs> so it was like that's still nice. comfortable as a teen And he took, like, an extension cord and had his Dreamcast up there. Mm. And so it was, like, summer of Dreamcast, where I just sat in an air-conditioned, you know, breezy treehouse, eating snacks and playing, like, Shinobu.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, what even, yeah, on the Dreamcast.
0: Yeah, man. Tekken. Yeah. And then you just... And then you accidentally leave your Dreamcast out when the rainy season starts and summer. Yeah, you know. Someone
1: left a Dreamcast in the rain. I know. And
0: and (laughs) so Scorsese, my two big ones, though. Yeah. With Taxi Driver is one that really hooked me. And then Goodfellas had that fun experience attached. Mm -hmm. My favorites are King of Comedy, which you and I watched together uh, on Laserdisc probably a decade ago. At least. One uh, yeah, probably winter night ago. in Portland with the heat turned up and the, the drinks <laughs> plentiful. Watching some uh, King of Comedy disc. That was beautiful. That's what Jerry one. Lewis do you have on disc, <laughs> I said. Yeah, exactly. Do you well, have you the... said,
1: do you have New York, New York? Yeah. <laughs> My other favorite Scorsese yeah. movie. Boxcar, said, no. Bertha, got it.
0: <laughs> I'll settle King King for King of Comedy. King of Comedy it is.
1: Last Temptation of Christ?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So I love the King of Comedy, love the story, love, love the characters, love the Jerry Lewis role. It's yeah. great. Hate the Jokers, bad King of Comedy knockoff <laughs> style. There you go. Um, and then one you mentioned, I love Casino. Mm. Casino might be my actual favorite. Uh, I love it. It's the shortest three-hour movie for me. Totally. The violence hits so viscerally for me, like the head in the vice, the guy's hand getting broken. The Disgusting Live Burial. Yeah. Jo- oh, man. That, that one. Is, that is some of the rough. most brutal depictions of mob violence yeah. on, t- uh, on a movie or any entertainment project. And, oh, it's got the best James Woods character <laughs> as Lester. And it yeah. sucks that James Worm- Jade's Woods got brain worms now. Yeah. That dude was my favorite actor. You knew it. Now I got to keep that a secret. He's he's my all-time favorite Simpsons special guest <laughs> oh, cameo yeah. who plays himself.
1: Yeah. He, he takes over the role at the Quickie Mart. Yeah.
0: Literally my absolute favorite. I like, love hey, don't James Woods. jerk me around. I love his love specific it. brand of slick car salesman mm-hmm. vibe and con man, but I love him when he plays a bad guy, I love him when he plays a good guy, and now I now he sucks. Well, when that's a
1: good thing. Is you'll never have to see him in a thing again. Yeah. So exactly, you won't doesn't get have gigs, to be tainted. Yeah.
0: But uh and so <laughs> that I love him in casino. I love uh, everybody. I love the look and the Irishman.
1: Well, I was going to say if you love casino, uh-huh. you're going to love
0: this cast of the Irishman. Uh, well, dude. <laughs> these old guys, man. I got a soft spot for old guys. I love a good old guys movie. Absolutely. You you uh you remember hearing me talk about Lucky. Uh, yeah, the oh, the I last Harry it. Dean Stanton yeah, movie. I never oh. got a chance to see it. I really do it's want to see it. It's such a good old guys movie. Harry Dean yeah. Stanton and Tom Skerritt, David Lynch. Right. Is in it. You know, uh it's so good. And then last year uh Old Man and the Gun. I want to see that too. Yeah. yeah with that Robert really Redford good. and Sissy Spacek, yeah. Tom Waits. Danny mm. Glover, like, old people now, but, like, oh, are so good. And their relationships are so good. So, man, you make a movie set in the 60s, got all these great polyester cruisewear shirts. Yeah. I want all these old man shirts in the Irishman. I want their those, shirts, their cars. Those waist length. Yeah. Oh, kind God. of tapered shirts with a zipper that comes down to the breastbone with the cuffed sleeves. God, they looked cozy and breathable and their hairs were all slicked back. The, the face editing, we're going to talk about problematically. But sure, the rest just... of this movie just hit with me. Yeah, this... I, was, I sat there with a smile on my face for three hours plus. And then a frown on my face for like thirty sad minutes <laughs> right. to end the movie. Right. Oh, this uh this ride's really coming to a stop here, huh? Oh. Yeah. That's
1: the f- the first big thing you know about this movie, The Irishman, is that yeah, it's three and a half hours long. Yeah. Probably the longest thing Scorsese's done. Yeah. Or that anybody's done. Um But for me, yeah, it it didn't fly by, but it was engaging the entire way. And it just had so many of Scorsese's Camera movements and mm-hmm. syncing things to music. It's a really and it, it just had a vibe that was classic, like it had that same mob. This might vibe sound that cheesy he's,
0: that he's great at. But while watching it, I was immediately hit with this vibe, and it sounds a little too fanboyish. But it was just like, ah, this is familiar. This is Scorsese-ish. Sure. Yeah, you know, I'm back in this. Absolutely. You know, it was just that specific style and that kind of familiar warmth that comes with classic scorsese right so i was already into it i was buying into the vibe and it's not like a retread or like he's Mm -mm. you know copying
1: or or it's not that sense of the same old thing it's i always want more of this give me more of these shots that pan across the whole club sure get me more of these just great looking mobster guys yeah just Playing craps or something at a table somewhere, like just the life
0: that is in a room, you know. Yeah, Scorsese is still a guy that even with just the, the face editing, <laughs> he's a guy with one of the best eyes for faces. Mm. We don't get we get a lot of good looking people in movies these days, and Scorsese will put some mugs that's what, up yeah, on the screen exactly, and it's good. It's good seeing these these goons and totally. these mugs and these these women. Some with too much makeup, some that are pulling it off in oh impossibly God. great fashion. I love the wives in this movie. I kind of love that, like, but I'm also scared by that, like, <laughs> mob woman. <laughs> yeah, I love that vibe. That's kind of a that's hot, like, uh, like almost the Fran Drescher oh, nanny yeah. vibes. Yeah, but as a mob wife, Fran Drescher as a mob wife, that's like. Oh, that's the most powerful thing in the universe to me. Well, they got to be able to stand up to these yeah, big tough dudes
1: who are bossy and so they have a sharp edge and and you know, if it's Lorraine Bracco in Goodfellas or uh, Oh, sure. or uh, so, you know, the Sopranos. Kathy Moriarty in know. Raging Bull. Uh, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's great in that. She does the
0: perfect smoldering and badass but vulnerable. Yeah. That Scorsese has, and so all these familiar these are some touches are wives in this movie. Though. Oh, I loved them. Yeah, I loved them. I don't, I don't really recognize the actresses. But yeah, we get introduced to all these. Well,
1: is not one of them? Maybe Gina Gershon,
0: or, or no, am I thinking no. of some other thing that she's looks similar on? to to Gina Gershon? But I didn't. Re- I looked her up. I didn't recognize her from, you know, for certain. But yeah, this movie, I just love how. The first, maybe, act of the movie felt very Goodfellas territory. Frank Sheeran, uh, Robert Niro's man, Frank Sheeran, coming up in the neighborhood. Becoming more and more of a known hood. Right. You know, a very uh, coming of age guy has a route story and then he does a job and then suddenly the job is killing a guy and then, hey, Frank's really good at killing guys. (laughs) And you know, like. Yeah, and this is like the first 40 minutes. It's like, sure, sure, sure. And that's when we get a lot of like Robert De Niro, the 70 year old, 32 year old man. Yes. That's the only really problematic thing. And I know you're thinking specifically where he. Where he puts the boots to the grocer. Oh yeah, and it's like this cool. It could have just been a cool old man fight, but like, why didn't they just get a thirty-two year old dude that looks like De Niro?
1: Well, why it, did you do it? Even in the even before that, you know, he's supposed to be. I think even in his twenties when he's driving the meat truck, <sighs> which is and, crazy. And he's you know, there's the scene where the guy opens up the meat truck and it's empty. And he's like, "What is this?" And De Niro's just giving him that like, "I don't know. I just drive the truck. I drive." But he he, looks—he's just got this big droopy face (laughs) that is not a twenty-five-year-old guy. He's got a great
0: face, but not—but for for a confusing. But go back and look
1: at De Niro in Godfather Part Two when he's actually that age. Yeah, and how lean and. Oh yeah, angular faces are before they age seventy. Look at years. how
0: like you know genuinely like so, handsome he was in just, in something like Taxi Driver. Yeah, or, j- just know.
1: clearing up wrinkles on a skin. Yeah, is not enough to de-age someone from seventy when they have no neck yeah. between shoulder and head <laughs> yeah. and they're hunched over. Yeah, you know it's like just. For those scenes they really should have just hired a different actor. Just hired a young dude. We would have gotten it. They and would it would have...
0: have made like a big star out of like a new a new guy.
1: They start with old De Niro in the nursing home, you know, kind of Yeah. They pan up to him. So you see De Niro, he's telling his story, he's narrating. We would have gotten the, you know, transition from him telling the story. <laughs> yeah, we would have figured out. Well, I was who driving was. a truck down I thirty nine Cut to a young guy driving a truck down I-39.
0: We would have made the connection. Godfather 2 didn't have young Marlon Brando exactly. played by old Marlon Brando. Yeah. They just got De Niro. There could have been another. Like, and
1: people figured it out. Yeah. People yeah.
0: figured it out pretty easily when they were like, oh, Vito Corleone. They're like, oh, you know, the other guy's Vito Corleone later in life. So that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, this random character they keep following
1: 40 years before everything else happens has the same name as the old yeah,
0: guy. People will draw it. You, what don't, you don't need to be like, you know what? I think the only answer, guys, is digitally de-aging by 45 years this old man. Marlon Brandon. Like, Brando what? Type, yeah. that's, the, that's the number one choice? Yep. Okay. Just
1: get a different actor.
0: Just <laughs> Just get someone else to play the part
1: for 20 minutes. Then, when you're already at the 35-year-old level, we can make that work, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is.
1: But, man. He'll,
0: he'll bring in, you know, 90 people to fill a conference dinner scene, and then they're like, nope, only one actor for this role. It's got to be Bobby. No. Yeah. It's got to be Bobby. But, you know what? By the time the movie settles into the the actual story about loyalty and friendship Mm -hmm. it took such a directional change that i wasn't expecting that i grew to appreciate so much more than if it had just been three hours of like a lot of cars exploding right you know there there was so much more heart and uh, personal connections and relationships behind uh, the explosions i got way more into it than i was expecting I totally agree. And by the time their ages finally caught up to their faces and postures, had no problem at all. Finally, right. it finally
1: felt right. It was it was a joy to see Joe Pesci on the screen. It was like yeah. a true like he's been retired for twenty years or something. I feel like oh yeah, long so time. So just to have him on screen at all, not let alone being brilliant. And doing he, uh... <laughs> this thing, you know, at his level.
0: This really was,
1: uh... I mean, he does him, you know, that... It, sure. It's, it's not like he was doing anything out of his range or You anything. know,
0: Joe Pesci was one of those guys who was such... Just great at it. Uh, Home Alone came out when I was seven, eight years old. Love it. And so that was before you even knew who actors were. He was one of the early first standouts as like, oh, I recognize this guy as mm-hmm. a guy. Uh... So you know, there's always that connection that you probably had the exact same thing. Love Home Alone. Yeah.
1: Honestly, but yeah, had no idea who Daniel Stern was at the time, or right? The dad, but you I know, start John you Herd, start putting connections no together. <laughs>
0: Daniel Stern's this guy, and that's the same voice from the Wonder Years, and right. You know, you you start making these connections <laughs> as a kid <laughs> at the time. Well, the smarter kids well, start I making the, these uh, connections.
1: I, I made the connection between the mom was then the mom in Beetlejuice. uh... Catherine O'Hara. Oh, sure. I started sure, sure, Catherine sure. O'Hara connections. I started doing that Love as a her. kid
0: with, like, wrestlers. Because some sure. wrestlers would be in one promotion one year and then, like, WWF the next. And then it's like, wait a minute. This guy was so-and-so. And, you know, it's when kids start I did, recognizing. I did that, too. I was, like, watching Suburban Commando. I was like, that's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> I've seen that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so just, come on. We'll pick up on it. But... I started getting so into this movie as just a study of friendship. And, yeah, it was one of those things with Joe Pesci where I hadn't realized how... I think a lot of people... I don't think this is a not uncommon reaction that people went through this year. Yeah. Was that, oh, yeah, Joe Pesci is really fun. I do like seeing Joe Pesci. I missed seeing Joe Pesci. Exactly. It would be the same thing if, like, Gene Hackman came back, and he was just not full 100% Gene Hackman, but, oh, yeah, this guy. He's still doing Gene Hackman People would love it. Yeah. You remember, there was an announcement the other week that Rick Moranis was coming back for another I Honey I Shrunk. Th- People flipped
1: out. People are, are like, oh, no yeah, f- we
0: haven't seen Moranis in like 15. 15- I love that when uh, an old beloved actor gets kind of revisited. Yeah, And this was that. And this deserved it. Pesci was the best part mm-hmm. of all his moments on screen. I loved the mundanity of him and De Niro, like, of De Niro just sharpieing up a map. Yeah. Gonna take 402 East through Detroit. That and and whole cut down road through. Trip. Just like this old person road trip. I want, I love the idea of like, this is a lost thing, I think, for the most part. The couple's vacation. Hmm. When my parents talk about their vacations, half their vacations, like, from before kids were like with other couples. They would just get a rig, get an RV, and drive to, like, through the desert. Or when my dad was growing up, him and another family would vacation together. It's like, jeez, we didn't do any of that when I was a kid. And so this weird. thing in the 60s yeah. where you're like vacationing well, with you're like, another family. you're going on a road trip, you're like, well, there's serial killers
1: everywhere. So <laughs> let's pair
0: yeah. up. I don't know. So I love this old people <laughs> road trip vacation yeah. where they're just like taking their time. They're not driving through the night.
1: Well, there's such old people in the way that they're doing it. Yeah, everything is so drawn out. And he doesn't let them smoke in the car, so they have to stop every Dude. 20 minutes but to all smoke of a the, cigarette. But, got, and, and just the back and
0: forth that happens in
1: that conversation is just so like... Uh,
0: I got so like into the the nothingness <laughs> of yeah, this movie exactly. of like four people kind of bored driving a car, but like making good time. Mm -hmm. And Joe Pesci's like dead asleep. And yeah, just the sass to the one woman when she's like insisting on smoking and just, I don't know, the natural vibe to them not really saying much. Yeah, Just them sitting at the roadside being like, all right, well, here we are. Doing this now.
1: Just another one of those movies that just lets you sit with people for a while. And there doesn't necessarily have to be a plot for there to be... Yeah. Fun and interesting stuff happening. I was screen, into this. You know?
0: I got so into Joe Pesci's stuff. Again, not a guy that I thought of when I think favorite actors. Right. And then I'm watching this and being like, oh, right. This guy. And little scenes, two in particular, that I was in love with. And I went and watched back again. There's so nothing, though. When their cars stopped and De Niro's like, fixing a tire... Or something, and Pesci's or the the carburetor, and Pesci's just standing next to the car, lazily waving other <laughs> traffic around oh, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. just wearing his hiked up slacks and his cruise shirt and like fedora, and it's just like, go around, <laughs> we're here, just kind of lazily limp two arms waving people by in his big old giant sunglasses. Oh, those Scorsese's glasses. That's I think why I, that's why my casino love. De Niro's glasses get bigger and squarer <laughs> the longer this movie goes. Yeah. By the end of the movie, when he's like it is like Jungle Villa, he's got these like Elton John sized totally. tinted pink shades. I love Scorsese movie sunglasses. Yeah. They're such a movie joy for me. Yeah. And, and Pesci s- totally had those just
1: giant, like Buddy Holly type. <laughs> yeah. Uh, His gla- The
0: glasses work on all of Pesci's scenes are so good. Yeah, And I also love late later on in the movie when they're on another old man trip, the end of the old man trip. And they both go into the hotel diner way earlier before anybody else is in the diner because they're old and they're eating at 6 a.m. <laughs> and it's just empty and there's chairs on the tables. And then uh, Joe Pesci asks him which one of the tiny travel-sized cereal boxes he wants. He's yeah. like, oh, you got uh, Total, or you got Wheaties, or... Uh, he's like, oh, uh, I'll take the Total. <laughs> I love... I love take Pe- total. I'll take the Total. And Pesci just pouring the little baggie of cereal out, and then the De Niro just kind of fixing the baggie. It's like, what are they doing here? <laughs> what is this? And I
1: just love the idea of, like, Netflix watching this because they're the ones that produced it. And yeah, just going, Marty. Yeah, what? this is why this movie's three and a half hours. Yeah, he's po- lovingly he's like, pouring his what old is. man
0: buddy Ebola yeah. total.
1: But all that builds, you know, all that kind of builds to the ultimate, you know, conclusion of the movie. And we haven't even talked about. I know that we, this movie is about Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, uh, famously disappeared back in the day. Right, union leader. This movie had a lot of also like kind of like could
0: have been really boring like union business. Yeah. And about the union stuff, I am a member of uh, of a union. I, I went on strike with the union. So I I'm now like now these union I am like, yeah, on the waterfront. That did was me. you know me. what they were talking about though?
1: Cuz a lot of that stuff was like yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I've learned I've like, learned a lot is more the, about our union. Was the mob making money off of this. <laughs> I don't get it. But uh, but, yeah, I like, uh, you know, it's one of those classic Scorsese tales of corruption that spans a decade plus and Right. Everyone's in on it. Uh-huh. And it's, it's always, he's always just great at this passage of time kind of thing. Yeah. And we got. Uh, like generational
1: crime. Sure. Where it's like you're growing up, you're taking over the family business, which is to crookedly run a union. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, do whatever you got to do. The
0: family business is the crooked union. Yeah. You, you know, know
1: and, and you come uh, up to that, and and some cousin is like a hot shot, and he's got to be put down, and but it's like within this family, yeah, it's, atmosphere. So I, they really drive home kind of that.
0: But this is good. This hit home in a different way because it really conveyed both subconsciously and very intentionally uh, this looming thread all of us have of death. Hmm. You know, this movie really confronted the uh, the boring parts. And the, the, the when the glory's over, you know, right. uh, in the way that others haven't. And, you know, you start thinking about it. The subconscious part is that you're seeing these familiar Scorsese faces in the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's not as many of the familiar ones. They're dying out. You know, Frank Vincent's gone. You know, these actors, you know, with the faces that you're so used to appearing in these movies are starting to not act as much and... Do these roles. Right. And so now you're getting this older cast. So you have that specter of getting old and that easy breezy thing of not being on top anymore and struggling for your position. And I don't know, that kind of plays throughout the whole movie and kind of got me into it more.
1: Right. Well, in that on that point, uh, what I love that this movie does, and then it kind of makes me think of the, the idea of, yeah, living out your days alone is, is it introduces... Every kind of side character with the date of their death yeah. and the cause of their death. Like a freeze frame. I loved it. It was. Killed, you know, shot six times in an it alley. Was such a boom, throat boom, slashed. Boom, boom. Yeah.
0: Pancaked by a drunk dump, Something drunk like dump that. Yeah. Driver. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. You immediately so all, just you, like. You
1: know how everyone's story ends, right? Yeah. As soon as you see them and they all. Shot in the back of quick, his head in his driveway, 1981. Exactly. I loved that. It was a cool little moment. But then, yeah, it's like. Is it better to end it that way or to be the guy that's kind of left just alone, living out these long days by yourself? That whole kind of being alone with your. Nobody knows who you
0: are. Nothing but your last regret filled days. The tiny joys seem really sad. Like some of these guys that get like two quick shots in the back of the head, it's like, well, he had a good run. How much did Gun down uh, in his prime? How much you know? did old uh, Pugs really have going? You yeah. know, it was quick. So yeah, it really is like the movie that makes you examine that. Like, well, they knew it was coming one way or the other. So what would you rather? And I don't know. I got really into it and involved. I liked all the. Uh, I like seeing the guys like uh, Pesci and Harvey Keitel. Oh yeah. Old Harvey Keitel, still still great. He's great. I liked uh, the hulked-up makeup of old man uh, Herc from The Wire. Oh, Played yeah, The yeah, old yeah. cigar-chomping uh, guy. He was great. Every one of these Pesci scenes that was kind of mumbled to him and De Niro was like a treasure of them just kind of muttering, just like, I don't know, I don't know. You know the, they're just doing their little bit was so nice (laughs) to see. But I just loved everybody in this. I liked all the collection of characters. People like Barry Primus show up. Jesse Plemons has another sad Jesse Plemons. Just a sad, doughy Jesse Plemons role. His kind of unwitting son of Hoffa was like, (sighs) man, this kid is dumb. Yeah. Plemons just getting a doofus role. Uh but and then Pacino, Ray and, oh Ray great. Romano as character actor is a great step. He's great. We've gotten some really great uh, stand-up comics turning to drama for mm-hmm. a couple roles. We've gotten a, a couple of great instances of usually, that. They seem like they're usually lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. You've got uh uh Dice Andrew Dice Clay's had a couple of yeah. uh, decent ones in the last uh, two or three years. The Dice Man. Yeah, Dice Man just doing a straight drama. Yeah. And uh, so it's like a fun turn. And so Ray Romano as a character actor, I was loving the Romano stuff. So good. And I was loving all of it. Yeah. I I loved the story that unfolded and the friendship that I got kind of unexpectedly drawn into.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Jimmy Hoffa, uh, you know, Al Pacino... Pretty it a, good.
0: It was a good Pacino role, but him and oh. De
1: Niro together were great. Yeah, and the friendship that between them and the trust between them, which ultimately gets broken, you know, yeah. that felt that uh, really felt something. Yeah, that felt for, real. Yeah,
0: and that uh, felt like such a heart I felt that pain and that, yeah. you know, people get on De Niro's case for kind of being De Niro. You know, it's hard to not be De Niro. It's hard for him to change that much because he's so singular. Mm-hmm. He's so uniquely only him. It's like Christopher Walken being. There's only so far away from Christopher Walken he can be, right. you know, because he's Christopher Walken.
1: I think Pacino's got a lot of and that Pacino too. Pacino has that the too. Older He gets. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's why I was so blown away by Schwarz because oh. it felt like there was. It was filled with Pacino, but it was so its own perfect little thing. That it was like this is my favorite Pacino it was Schwartz. I want to see a movie with Schwartz. I've his said that
1: handwork as Schwartz, just mm. the the way he like taps the table. Oh yeah, as he's talking and the way he. What are you saying? The way yeah, just uh the love b- Schwartz, the girl from Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love.
0: Oh Robert Conrad, he just passed away mm. with his tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> he just passed away in like his 80s yeah um uh, but yeah so so pacino I, is uh pacino's I, pacino's
1: all on the surface though with this performance i think de niro's really he's so good at playing de Niro has
0: so much heart for for the guy who really isn't getting but the he, shine he, he
1: plays it so quiet movie. in this movie like he really does he's also obviously raging bull he's able to be expressive and outlandishly kind of loud and
0: I think De Niro has a little bit of that same effect that I really kind of hate. We've talked about it before with Nicolas Cage, Mm. where certain people grew up on just seeing certain YouTube videos of Nicolas Cage being crazy. Yeah. So now every Nicolas Cage movie, they just go into it wanting to laugh at crazy Nick Cage. And so you end up with like, watching Mandy with some people that are like ha ha he's going crazy instead of like holy shit this movie's intense Yeah, exactly. but they're just wanting to laugh in a cage I think there's a distant segment of that to De Niro where again De Niro's kind of an impression of De Niro because well, he's so himself
1: there was such a long period of time that it continues to this day on Saturday Night Live of De Niro impressions and him coming on and doing his little little bit little bit
0: you know yeah it's his, very he
1: became a caricature.
0: Uh-huh, exactly. And... and so it's hard to get past that and he But it's so unfairly. It's true. It's crazy.
1: When you actually watch movies he's in. <laughs>
0: he's so even
1: through the 80s. His his work in the 80s is like Brazil and uh, up through Cape Fear. It gets it's tough you know?
0: post Jackie Brown though. Right. Post 97. Well, he goes into It's a minefield. There's some there's some That's probably uh, when he
1: does analyze this and uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Then he starts doing the meet the parents stuff which is So yeah, dark Jackie days. Brown dark <laughs> as
0: as Lewis is like yeah. a real So this is great seeing him back cuz this is such a like a tender role. Yeah. The phone call to Jimmy Hoffa's wife was the most stammering, uncomfortable but heartbreaking Mm -hmm. performance. That was one of my favorite De Niro scenes uh, in history. I thought he was so good. And Hoffa's wife is the great, uh, from Goodfellas, the babysitter with her lucky hat. Oh, He's like a drug mule. I recognize her face looks exactly the same. I forget her name now. but, but. uh, But, yeah, it's like, oh, man. So there was a bunch of cool old Scorsese stock company Mm-hmm. people throughout but then newer stars like bobby cannavale who i jokingly said is just now going to get all the roles that chaz palminteri's too old for <laughs> yeah exactly like but they don't want to de-age chaz palminteri yeah they're like do we want to spend the cgi money on chaz now nah, get
1: cannavale right but i love it there's that one comedian that played like the the cousin uh sebastian Manicali or oh, something. oh
0: the comedian he was in like green book Yes. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. he's a good face in this one. He was a good, had a good little bit,
1: and uh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, we got a lot of good faces. We got that uh, the other guy who kind of offers uh, De Niro ten grand to take down that uh, like laundry, and the guy gets offed. Mm-hmm. That guy was you know he turned he's turned up in a couple things like this, and so it's filled with those kind of faces. But I just love this extended road trip. With he and Joe Pesci, that's kind of the framework, the bones of the story. Yeah, it it was such a cool way to tell this important, neat bit of history in kind of a flashy way. Uh, so much better than I thought. And I, of course, I dreaded the running time, and I liked all the jokes leading up to it about like, you know, I'm watching The Irishman the way it was intended mm-hmm. in. Ten-minute breaks on my phone in the bathroom right. during Thanksgiving, like. Well, people literally are like,
1: uh, if you're gonna watch it like a limited series, here's where you would have your breaks, and yeah, episodes, yeah. And they're stuff.
0: breaking like, it up into a mini series, well,
1: you know. Watch, you know. The, watch the damn movie. <laughs> but I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, all right, gotta set aside a, a day
0: to <laughs> yeah. do it. Uh, you know, I love it, and I love when movies like this. I, I
1: kind of want to watch it again, honestly. I'll, I'll definitely see it again. Oh,
0: same here. You'd be seen it again. There yeah. have been times where I've thought about, you know, like this could become a movie that I have on in the background. Totally. While I'm writing. Like <laughs> that I'm going to suddenly end up sitting through the Irishman six times while a quarter paying attention. So it's right. going to soak into my bones through osmosis. I can feel that happening. Uh, I sense it. I welcome it and uh, but i love that i love that in it and it wasn't what i was expecting to feel coming away from it mm-hmm. uh, i was expecting to like it i wasn't expecting to like it specifically like this absolutely yeah the the
1: drama of watching de niro have to you know make the decision to take down this guy that is his lifelong friend and... yeah who's
0: an actual you know the weight his that
1: best friend. the weight that he carries silently mm-hmm. is just what really captured like kind of that's what it, it up to that last shot where you just see him alone in the in the room from the hallway and
0: oh yeah you just
1: f- you can feel the weight of the years and the thought that he could have lived a different life oh yeah you know he could have been a family man had a relationship with his kids but he never went that way
0: and yeah
1: now it's too late yeah now way too late now he's on his own Old and uh, uh little whether little or not zone. he
0: actually was making most of those decisions because he thought they were what he was like this was the best option right you know so it's he one of those like thought he was doing the one right it was like well i did everything incorrect yes <laughs> so exactly. regrets i've had a few yeah <laughs> and uh but it was just—it uh, was really moving in ways that I wasn't expecting it to be moved. That—that that, uh, you know, old age stuff kind of hits me. The vulnerabilities are so much uh, realer. Yeah. They hit me. Uh, they hit me harder. Well,
1: we both—you know—my parents are are uh, ones in the '70s. Ones, you know, about to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's Same. you know, it's uh, it's one of those things we're hitting that point of life
0: where yeah, it's gonna start happening. You know. So, yeah, and this, this kind of hit me, and, and Scorsese, I don't think's ever really gone for that, like, dying cowboy kind of vibe. His characters tend to have sudden ends. hmm uh, <laughs> You know, a lot of them.
1: Or, you know, I yeah, guess... th- this felt like him kind of um, almost even looking back on, not himself, or, mm-hmm. or I'm not trying to say, like, he's, like, talking about himself or anything, but... I just think the idea of that yeah, he's now maybe in this place in his life where, uh, yeah, things have changed. His perspective has changed. Yeah.
0: and Yeah, it's a nicely reflective it, movie. This movie uh, just
1: has a nice change of perspective for Scorsese, I oh, think. Oh, sure. Maybe I think I'm it's a sim-
0: similar, familiar Scorsese ground presented in a slightly different angle. There you from go. a slightly different perspective. That's what I like. So it had this familiarity to other Scorsese that I love presented with a different angle. It's a little bit, you know, like James Bond, the last one it's like, oh man, James Bond's got some bruises and he doesn't run as quickly as he used to and right. like this guy's aging out and you know, it's like, oh these you know, these guys aren't what they used to be. These once powerful men are now these weakened uh right. we don't get to see as that as much. And I I dug it. I was into it. I'm right there with you. Yeah, well said. So, yeah, I'm I'm down. Uh, I think the next, man, this is our first Scorsese. Yeah,
1: huh. not our last. No. Definitely we'll, not the last. We'll be back
0: with Kundun.
1: Ooh, can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, never seen Last Temptation of Christ. That's one of the big ones I haven't I never have. I haven't seen. Maybe we should just sit, because that's another, yeah. I think, three-hour movie. It's a big
0: one, yeah. I've never seen it. It's
1: all about Jesus. I know. But I, it's Willem Dafoe. I, I, I remember
0: hearing it. about it when i was a kid because i had a very, very religious uh, yeah. upbringing and yeah, so it yeah. was
1: talked about is like they try to ban it kind of a thing yeah so uh, I, I
0: remember that but i've never seen it but yeah well, I, tell
1: us what's what what scorsese movie would you yeah, like yeah if hear you had about?
0: a request for w- any scorsese movie any at all man bringing out the i'll dead. talk about hugo Holy cow! Bringing out the dead. Oh, we should definitely <laughs> that do that might, one. Yeah, that might get get that bumped is, up.
1: That is. Oh man, I for, totally forgot about that
0: one. I saw that as a double feature in Damn. in ninety nine with um, being John Malkovich. Back to back at a theater that does not exist. It was in Petaluma, That's uh, a fucking good movie. next to the Safeway. It was a it was a bargain theater at that point. That's why it was a double feature. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the last of our bargain theaters. Third Street's the last standing. So yeah, man, bring out the Dead. Who, that'd be a good Scorsese episode. That's a good one. That's
1: a classic. Uh, yeah, sit through The Irishman. It's worth it. Don't watch it in segments. It, it works as really one big piece. And I think it should be seen in, in one sitting if uh, you know, if you get tired, you know I get it, but
0: it had The same. I never got tired, you know? No.
1: I I never got bored. I never got disengaged. I don't even think, you know, I definitely didn't start looking at the phone. There are some
0: long movies like this that I can really allow myself to get lost in. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, Janice Films Criterion has done a lot to normalize and appreciate this kind of movie. Movies like Gian Dealman, where you're watching just. Some real time events from a woman's days mm-hmm. as she prepares meals and does turns tricks and like carrot knits her son a sweater and like, but you slowly get these story elements that you get hooked into as you're fed these little breadcrumbs. It's such a powerful way of storytelling, and I wasn't expecting that from the Irishman. It was a great tone that there I didn't go. realize I wanted going into it, but yeah, oh, I love it, and I can't wait for our age of innocence
1: episode Can't wait! <laughs> I, keep, I keep trying to think of another one, uh but I can't I'm just...
0: coming up with all the good, all the funny Scorsese yeah. episode. It. Right? It took... No, you had New York, New York earlier. Ah. That was that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. We're without a net here. We're we're what not looking do? anything up. Oh,
1: after hours. Oh man, an after, after hours, hours is a great one. Needs to be an episode.
0: Yeah. This guy's made some good movies. Jeez. Apparently, look him up, guys. Guys, check him look out. Look up Marty Scorsese. Marty Scorsese says, uh, "Yeah, yeah, good we can do guy. an episode on just Scorsese acting characters. Oh, I love it. Oh, him
1: in movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> uh, the Scorsese acting one. I'm thinking the uh, the murderous lover and taxi driver. Sure." You know, doesn't he play Van Gogh
1: in the, in dream. Like yeah. I was yeah. dreams. There you go.
0: We get a lot of Marty guys. In like a curb your enthusiasm episode.
1: Oh, he, oh man. That's a great bit mm-hmm. where, where Larry David's in the new Scorsese movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: There you go. Oh, that's a good one. So check him out guys. Martin Scorsese Fun guy. Yeah. Yeah cool guy yeah,
1: no one really talks about it but now uh, yeah so yeah go stuff. see this
0: underground flick the irishman it's on the netflix man it's one of my like top, it right it's now. like one of my top three of the year i think for me it's once upon a time in hollywood uncut gems irishman hmm I think that's my three. I'd
1: probably put it in the top five.
0: Yeah. Top 10 for sure. What do you, what, what's, uh, I'm kind of putting oh, you on well, the spot. I, I kind of just Definitely burnt, on the spot. I, I so confidently came out with that three and then. Holy shit. There's no warning. Uh, definitely Once Upon a Time. Yeah. At the top spot. Is that your one? Uh, I'd, that'd be, I'd be surprised if it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I think that's my number one. Um, yeah, you're putting me on the spot for sure.
0: You didn't see Uncut Gems.
1: Haven't seen Uncut Gems. Yeah, you'll be into it. I want to see it. Uh, the There's Irishman. actually a lot of movies from last year that I wanted to see that I didn't get to see. Yeah, uh, didn't get to see Ad Astra. Oh, you'll like that. Too. Didn't get to see the other space movie with Robert Pattinson, High Life. I didn't see that. Looked like a really nihilistic, bleak yeah. movie. But so, The Irishman is is up. I gotta there catch up on my. Uh, on.
0: Even uh, in your non caught up stage.
1: It's hard to say, man. You know, don't, <laughs> don't put me on the spot. <laughs> like this. you know.
0: I thought we were talking movies. I didn't we're know talking what we're
1: movies. doing. Uh, We've just been talking
0: about love for this movie.
1: Well, you know, I think Midsummer's is up there for me. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: Midsummer, I was so into after. I really soaked that in a second time. I can't wait to soak in The Irishman a second time. Soak it in. Soak it in. <laughs> soak it in. Is that in, guys. too weird? Am I getting too intimate? It's got to get weird now. Yeah. It's, no. be- <laughs> it's, it's because of all that intimacy we experienced with Call Me By Your Name. Now all I can do is just soak in movies. Mm hmm. While wearing like ocean Pacific swim shorts, mm. that's all. That's how I watched The Irishman. It was great.
1: No, I love <laughs> yeah. it. It was so. It was so good. Such a good movie. Uh, all right, top five. I'll put it in the top five. Okay.
0: Yeah. Jeez. But I'm not gonna name to names,
1: you know. It. I'm not gonna go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm gonna forget something, you know. It's, it's book be, smart. It too. I'm gonna say something, and then I'll be like, oh, but I didn't mention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was good. You the know. Irishman finished high for me, there and you I'm. Go. I can, oh, I'm into it. Can't wait to watch it again. Let's All go. All three right and a half hours. Right now. Let's do, now. It. Let's do right. it. We'll see you guys yeah, after the we'll next we of the to I Irish think Man. we're going to be doing a uh, slumber party 2 for coming up. Yeah, Talk guys, about a change of pace. We're about to go see the slumber party massacre. <sighs> one and two. One and two. That's going to be one giant mega episode. Courtesy it's going to be so good. Yeah. It's going to be just like the Irishman episode. I'm definitely going to be wearing my pajamas for that one.
1: Oh, We're yeah. gonna get into the. I think we got I think we got to do a theme for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we gotta, gotta go. Be... We gotta go on theme. Yes. On point. I'm we'll Charlie. I'm Eric. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. It's come to this.